What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Knowles and Dogs podcast. This is episode eight, and uh, we are talking transfer portal, coaching news, some getting into a little bit of bowl games, not a whole lot, but uh, and uh, the Heisman finalists, as well as some other college football awards. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm Hunter, as always, and that is. And I'm Dylan. There we go. Yeah, we got to be better. Right. We got to be better on that. Here we go. I'm just excited today. I'm excited to talk to them. There we go. Yeah. Um, we're coming to you. It is Thursday, December eighth, twenty twenty-two. Here, whenever you're watching, uh, mm-hmm. but we are going to be, yeah, like I said, dabbing into the awards. We just finished up, obviously, regular season of football, conference championship. So there's a little in between break, dead period. Um, so we have some just kind of off-the-field stuff now we'll be kind of met a little bit today. It's going to be a shorter show, nothing too crazy, but we will be hopping right back on Sunday um, for the Heisman review, as well as maybe Army-Navy, and maybe a look ahead again and some more bowl games because we get right back into bowl action. We'll get a bowl preview show coming up. Yeah. Um, but before we begin, as always, please, please, we need those. We need the subscribe buttons. If you're watching on YouTube, awesome. Just mm-hmm. hit that like. Just hit that subscribe button. View the channel, view the videos. We really appreciate it. If you want to hit that like button, that's awesome. But we need to hit that subscribe button. It takes half a second. I mean, it's really just a. Boop. I mean, and then you're subscribed, and then yeah. you get to see, you get all the fun stuff. So, and then also try to hit us up on Spotify, Amazon Music, and as soon as Dylan figures out Apple Podcasts, we'll be yeah. Um, we'll get. As soon as he gets that rolling, I'll be able to transfer everything there. But it's up on Spotify right now, so if you want to go listen to it, if you're on the road, in the car, uh, or just anywhere, if you're at work and you want to listen to it and you can't get on YouTube, be my guest. Because uh, we would appreciate it greatly. Yes, we really would. Um, yeah, just tell your friends. Again, it's just a boop, and then you're subscribed. <laughs> subscribed. It's not that hard. It's so easy. It's so okay. easy. Exactly. Yeah, but we're gonna get straight into the show tonight. Yes. We're gonna uh, we're gonna start out with the Heisman finalists that were just announced the other day. We'll sprinkle in a couple of extra awards because award show tonight. I think it should be wrapping up in a minute, but mm-hmm. um, let's I get can, straight into it. Yeah, we'll keep. I'll keep an update on stuff on Twitter mm-hmm. because Twitter is a beautiful thing right now. Oh yeah, it's going um, crazy. Well, yeah, we'll start. Where a little earlier this week, so if you go back to last week, we talked about Heisman, who would we thought would be in the Heisman finalists, mm-hmm. and and at this point we kind of figure, and you could go a little in depth here, but I mean at this point you can go in to really say that it's just a quarterback award, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it feels more and more every year. I don't know how it feels to you, but it feels to me more and more every year as the best quarterback on a college football uh, playoff caliber team. It's, is it, has it um, kind of gone away from it's supposed to be an individual award now? It's more of a team award, right, would you say? It, I think it's still a mix. I think at this point, because I don't know how you feel, but I personally, I really do feel like, like, it's almost tomorrow now, but on Saturday night they're going to announce Caleb Williams as the Heisman winner. Yeah. So I think to a degree there still is that individual accolade to yeah. it, but 
They take in they take in what your team did way more now than they ever did before. At any point, it's no longer just look at the stat sheet who was the best. It's okay. Well, what team? You know what I mean? Oh, were they playing? Are they, is our is the team they're playing for ranked in the top ten and really good? Yeah, cause that's how they look at the word. I I do agree with you there because, um, <clears throat> like you and me, um, as well as everybody else. You went off that. I like that point you said about they're more looking not now more away from just not stats, but also like what your team's up to, because one of the finalists, everybody including myself, Stetson Bennett, was named a Heisman finalist. I did say it last podcast. He should be there. He is. Um, he recently just won the Burlesworth Award though, so mm-hmm. it's the top walk-on or former walk-on. Yeah. Yes. I think it's a um, tough. Anyway, they start their career as a walk-on. I think yes. that's the what the yeah. Yeah, the former walk-on because I think Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield won it. You won it a couple of years ago too. After he got a scholarship. Um, yeah, um, but I do like the point because if you look, if you because uh, obviously because you got Tennessee fans that are complaining, they lost their mind on Twitter because yeah, Hendon Hooker was a big story why he didn't get invited. Michael Penix, you could say, if we're going off stats. You could say Blake Corum, but I don't even think he was the best running back in the country. I think B. John Robinson was a better running back this year, but Blake My, Corum was in a better system for running the football. But you could say that, but you could also say, like, was he, he – I don't even know if he was really Heisman-worthy because as soon as he got hurt, I mean, Donovan Edwards steps in and That's, yeah, taken over. So – um, that's that's what I meant though by I think Bijan Robinson was a better back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Bijan Robinson. I think he'll be a better back in the NFL too. That's not what we're he's here built to talk more. about. Really. I think he's just built because that Michigan system with the great offensive line that really gives they run the ball a ton and they give great protection too. So yeah. it almost feels like anybody they put in the backfield is going to be successful. I mean, Kenneth Walker came from Michigan State last year, and he was the he won the award last year, mm-hmm. and he's been a beast so far this year. Yeah. In the NFL. Um. Anyway, back to what we were talking about, though. Um. Yeah. So I I think I was I it was more of who was going to get that fourth spot because I think we figured it was Williams, Duggan, Stroud, probably even though he had yeah. a stinker of a game. Um. And then I th- thought I would have figured it would have probably been Hooker. Like, I was watching it at work, and it had it on the TV. Yeah. I happened to watching it right when they were announcing it. And they were going in alphabetical order, and, and it was first name was Stetson. And I was like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Like, he got – I'm like, no way he just got – and I saw a stat – or I saw a podcast I was watching. They said – oh, excuse me. What do Heisman voters love? Storylines. Yeah. And what a storyline he would be. But I also do think what helped him to kind of elevate also, maybe sneak in, his conference championship game was, he played an unhell of a game. Yeah. I think that kind of carried it because you got 274, I think he went 23-39, 274, but he had four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, against a, a decent LSU defense, which... Held Bama's held Bama in check. 
um, held Ole Miss in check, uh, held Florida State in check for most. Mostly, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so, and that was game one. So, I mean, it's not like they were just a bunch of nobodies. I mean, he mm-hmm. he, paid out, he went out and balled, so good for him. I don't think he's going to win it. Now, if he wins it, they might as well shut Twitter down because Tennessee <laughs> fans, Bama fans, whoever fans are going to lose their mind. Personally, I think Max Duggan should win it. Mm-hmm. He's not. What's your? I think here's my order, and you can say your after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you go first. I, I was so here's my order realistically, and it's pretty easy. I think it's more. I think it's Williams Duggan. Duggan's close though, because mm-hmm. Williams not being able to do much, even though he had the stats. Because again, if we're just stat watching, and this yeah. is where, and I. I'm not going to get carried off, but like the stat watchers who argue with me or if anybody else about like Bennett, especially or anybody that they think shouldn't be there. It's like anybody can go read a box score. It's what they do in the game though. That matters. Yeah. Who shows up in the big game? Who's not? Anybody can beat up. And that's why, so that's why I have Caleb Williams, Duggan, Stroud, then Bennett. Although you can make a case for Bennett because Bennett is Shows up in big games. He's like twenty six and one as a starter in the regular season. Yeah, he's won every big game. You asked him, really, except for the SEC title game last year. And then really, that wasn't a whole. That wasn't. You can't put that all on his fault because the defense played like shit that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't really. So that's that. So and Stroud, who I mean, anybody can put five hundred yards up on Toledo. Yeah. <laughs> so any, I mean, when you're playing Toledo, Rutgers, and in, in Indiana, anybody can put those numbers up. So. I, you could actually make a case for Bennett being there, um, but I think it's really a Duggan Williams racer. So um, I agree with the most part with what you said there. The only thing I really disagree with you is I think the voting is going to be Williams, Duggan, Bennett, then Stroud. I think. See, Stroud, that's what I thought, but yeah, you, you can make a case for either one. I agree with you. I think the reason Stroud will fall below Bennett is because uh, Bennett got to play championship weekend and he had a great game, and Stroud's last game was, you know, defensive player of the year candidate kind of game. And <laughs> so I think the the only thing I say is that I, I do think Stetson Bennett was a good player this year. I do think he was a good quarterback this year. I don't agree with him being one of the four best players in college football this season. The only reason I, I would say that is because there was a moment in time there where the, the this Georgia team, it really felt like it doesn't matter what they do, they're going to win this game. You know what I mean? It, it almost felt like me or you could be behind center and just hand the ball off, and the most part will win the game because they had that stretch in the middle of the season where sleepwalking. Yeah, he was. They were sleepwalking. Bennett was maybe thrown for 170 yards and maybe one touchdown. They, you know, he finished the season, what was it, 20 touchdowns and 20, four interceptions? 20, 20 passing, seven rushing, six yeah. interceptions. Okay. So, so 27 and six. Not a bad season, but no. with with, how, with the way people put up numbers in college football, it's like, it, it does at times you look at those numbers and you go, wow, that's a that's a bum. You know what I mean? It's not actually, yeah. but with but the that's way people get numbers. Yeah, I mean, and I agree with you there. Um, that's why I think it's a... That's why when you have these people that are just the box scores, mm-hmm. the box score watchers that look at Caleb Williams, oh, he had a 400 yards against 
or Cal. Played Cal. Yeah. Cal scored like 38 points in that game. That's because their defense is crap. Yeah. <laughs> you have to throw that many yards. You can't. You have to throw the ball 60 times a game because mm. you can't. They, that's because you got to throw everybody on your shoulders and hurdle, try to just crawl your way to the finish line. <laughs> Where Bennett can play good enough. He doesn't have to have the jock, the star, the crazy numbers. He has played good, good enough, and he is actually, and he is taking a big step forward this year. But if they need him any time this year, if we needed him to make a throw, a big play, he's done that. Mm-hmm. But listen, if we don't in the second half again, we don't need we don't need to be like Caleb Williams and throw the ball every play. We'll hit. Ready? Here we go. We're gonna get under center and we're gonna hand the ball off and we're gonna <laughs> run it and we'll do the Kirby Smart death march. Fifteen plays, eight minutes of drive, and just score a touchdown. Unless we fumble the ball, like we do all the time. <laughs> you guys do fumble the ball a lot. I mean, that's the LSU third quarter opening drive, running the ball right down their throat. Like we're on our way to yeah. the end zone. And we're like at the 30-yard line, the LSU 30. On the handoff, the exchange, we fumble it. And then Bennett gets called for a penalty for blocking a guy. I saw he, like... <laughs> Chop blocked him. Yeah. Chop blocked him because he didn't want him to get it. He was like, oh, my God, and just kind of went under. It was, was it was Fowler and... Who's calling the game? It was Nestler and Gary Oh, y- yeah. So I just remember them being like, well... Richard it, Gary Danielson. Doesn't look like he's really going for the ball on that block there. Right, right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, and Gary Danielson <laughs> was trying to make a play for why Bama should be in. Oh my gosh, man! Um, but <laughs> go ahead. No, I just I think I really do think it was a two horse race at the if, end here between Duggan and Williams. I if just think, Duggan would have closed the deal and won the game, he would mm-hmm. be a lock right now. A lock. I go back and forth in that in my head because I, to a degree, I do think Caleb Williams sealed it against Notre Dame because he played amazing in that game against their rival who was ranked. And, you know, he did everything he needed to do there. But the only thing I think hurts Williams really right now is that game against Utah was bad. And Max Duggan played better, even though they both lost. So, I mean, if you're looking at wins and losses, I guess doesn't really matter. But, I mean, again, but, I mean, one loss came from four inches away. Yeah. And that's what she said. And then that's <laughs> – and then also he, he was also banged up in that game, but he yep. did not let that stop him. Yeah, you get a point there. Not I mean, getting yeah. – but, again, what happened when the defense – it looked like the NFL Pro Bowl out there. <laughs> I watched that entire game. You know how gross yep. that was? Number that seven. Not, that third and nineteen just haunts me still. When five guys touched him, I was like, that number seven on USC's like secondary needs to have his scholarship taken away or something. That man was getting murdered all night in cover. Like he couldn't cover. He couldn't cover. He couldn't tackle. Right. He, he was just. He was just out there. Right. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, the. It should be interesting. Um, but like we said, I think we think that Caleb Williams is front running this thing, but Duncan's closing in. But I did see, you know, Stetson Bennett led the fan voting. I saw that, but I mean, I wouldn't take too much into that just because. It's still kind of cool. <laughs> and listen, he's there. You might as well. Hey, he's like he's like a big West. He's like a Big Ten West team against a, in the championship. 
He's there. He might. Hell, he might as well try to win it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, do you? Oh, I was just saying. Question for you. What's up? Right. Hell, he's made it this far. Let him. Let him get there. Yeah. Um. Question for you, though. So you know how they only allow four people. There's only like they only invite four people. Do you yep. think, with the playoff expanding soon, with all this crazy stuff now? And I think now, especially like people like Seth and Bennett, who are going to New York and not Hendon Hooker or Michael Penix or mm-hmm. um, B. John Robinson or Blake Corum, do you see this thing where they expand? And like this is now the word of the day for college football, but expand like the amount of people they're bringing. I don't. I don't think they'll invite more people, just because I think they because it, because yeah. it the Heisman Trophy isn't run through the NCAA, it's its own private thing, and they really do like tradition. Yeah. They really do like keeping that tradition of four four people going to New York to... Even though, I would say most years, we kind of already know who won the Heisman, and the three other guys are kind of like pity. And, like the year Joe Burrow won, and they invited Chase Young and Jalen Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence. Tra- no, yeah. Justin Fields. It was Justin Fields, not T-Law that year. Trevor... Well, Trevor Lawrence, you know, crazy. He never won a Heisman. No, I know he didn't win it, but I mean, I think I still think those years he was the best quarterback in college football for the That's most part. Wild. Well, it's one of those things where he never put up jaw-dropping numbers. Uh, he you know, put up some sweet numbers. Well, he put up great numbers, but it—it's one of he those. He won. Th- he go. He went perfect season. Like, I think he only. How many times he only? He only lost like three times, didn't he? He did, he did not lose a regular season game as a. I was the starting quarterback. I know that. I'll That's insane. Only and he also he... never got a haircut. Well, he was yeah, no, never got a haircut. Only games he lost, he was, I think, 26-2 and two or something like that as a starter at Clemson, maybe even more than that, because the only games they lost were, well, the games that he started, because they lost against Notre Dame in the COVID year, but he didn't start that game because... No, he had COVID and was allowed was... on the sideline, so yeah. you tell me where that logic went. He had a mask. He had a mask. <laughs> yeah, he had his... He had his... His gator mask on. Yeah. And they left. Meanwhile, the Notre Dame students, Notre Dame Stadium, they <laughs> they went. Uh, the, AC, the, uh, yes, the ACC really did not care about COVID that year. I'm, I mean, well, they, you know, you let Notre Dame in. You know, it's a little. It's you're in a gray area right there. We're not going to get it's different. They let, them, they, let Notre Dame, they let Notre Dame rush the field. <laughs> Things get crazy when Notre Dame football rush starts rushing the field. Listen. Yeah. You know, they listen. They're like a bunch of rebels, and they out, they're like outsiders because they're not in the ACC. For their football team isn't. They're the bad boys on the block coming in. I think, if, yeah. I think if Notre Dame would just go to the ACC, they would continuously every year challenge for the ACC title game. Yeah, they, I, think they, I don't think they would win it every year. Well, they convincingly just, kicked the crap out of both people teams in it this year. But it's it's a similar situation as like. When, when like, you join a conference, it doesn't matter who it is, you eventually reach, like, you're on the same love, playing level as them eventually. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much better you were before. Yeah. It's, it's the same reason, like, what was it? Missouri went to the, um, they won the SEC East, like, their first like year twice. in the conference. And they won it twice, yeah. It's like, what? They got it's beat like, badly yeah, both times. They got beat badly, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you think... What you eventually you're at the same level as everybody eventually because of how talent works there, but yeah, you kind of scared. I think that it was more of like <laughs> for the Big Twelve, and they almost surprised everybody. How maybe how they played and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> people were like, maybe. "Dang, 
third with the Tigers. And then like, and then they let Lane Kevin become a head coach, and then it kind of evened the playing field. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think we'll move off from there, unless we had any final words uh, um, about this. I'm looking uh, to see. I don't think anything else to add other than. No, I, I mean, I think next year will be fun. I'm gonna say that it's gonna be next year. It's gonna be really interesting because Stroud, Bryce Young, Bennett, Doug, none of those guys have a chance of going. Stetson Bennett will find a way back through okay. your eligibility. <laughs> He's not in Virginia. He's not in Virginia. He ain't coming back. Hey, <sighs> can't be having that. <laughs> I was I was happy about the NCAA doing that. I do think that, that was a good, that was a good move all the, on there. All the, it was just the seniors, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Only the seniors got an extra year eligibility. That's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll keep you updated with college football awards. We'll go all through a couple like notable ones from tonight and stuff. Uh, Blitnikoff, Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt, one. Yep, deserving. Uh, deserving. I think. Is only Unless other you're Ohio group. State fans, Ohio State fans aren't happy because Marvin Harrison didn't win. Yeah, but Jalen Hyatt had a fantastic he had a hell of a year. Yeah, fifteen touchdowns. And, yeah, or over fifteen touchdowns. I mean, that game against Bama alone probably put. I mean, what he had like two hundred yards and four touchdowns that game. He had five catches for two hundred and like seventy yards or something and five yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. Something cool. stupid, crazy. Like that. Yeah, oh, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I think he did deserve to win it this year. I mean, of course, Ohio State fans are going to be upset. No offense to our Ohio State viewers. I know there's actually quite a lot of you guys, but um, screw Ohio State. <laughs> no, Ohio yeah. State. Ohio State plays a type of offense where they regularly have wide receivers put up crazy numbers. Not that they mm-hmm. aren't talented guys, but it's almost like a. You guys have too many guys every single year, so it almost you get like voter fatigue after a while. Yeah, uh, that's well, why. I mean, yeah. That's... I think they looked at also the competition you're playing again. Yeah. Mission. Um, quick update. Uh, Sonny Dykes, coach of the year. The Home Depot. Oh, good win. Good win. He's he also the it. first coach in the playoff era to lead a team in his first year to the playoff. Um, I will. I will be fair to him. Uh, it was actually stiff competition this year. I think he had it sealed up for the most part. But he had kind of stiff competition with you know Lincoln Riley flipping USC from four and eight to eleven and two, and then um, Willie Fritz at Tulane flipping the script, going to near a six bowl. So it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like he had a pushover group this year because I feel like for the most year, Coach of the Year ends up being a one guy. <laughs> one guy had a great season. Everybody else kind of. But they still had like one. They were like two or three losses, but like you yeah. were able to turn something around. Uh, Caleb Williams, Walter Player, the Ca- Walter Player of the Year, uh, but he didn't paint his nails this time. Okay. Uh, uh, the Tennessee student section won the Taco Bell Live Moss Selection of the Year, Student Selection of the Year, or Section of the Year. Okay, whatever. Rocky Top. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kind of going through here. Uh, Dylan Gibbons, Florida State, won the Warfel Trophy. What's that for? Given to the player that best combines exemplary community service with athletic and academic achievement. 
So I'll tell you exactly the reason why he won that. He's uh, he's on our offensive line, by the way. I think he played. Well, a I figure bit, by the figure yeah. by the picture. Yeah, he played a little bit of center, but he mainly played. Uh, I think it was right guard. Yeah. But um, he was working with this like kid. He was bringing him to games. This kid with Down syndrome. He was getting him and his family tickets on like on the side of like the field, like on field access. You know, in the locker room a little bit. He was doing all this stuff for the community up in Tallahassee, so it was. I think he deserves it. I really. That's not an award you hear a lot of candidates for. It's not like the. It's like the Walter uh, Payton other year. It's like that, but it's you don't hear about it as much. Mm-hmm. Or or get a cool jersey jersey patch for the rest of your life. Right. Every single uh, time you watch it. Right. Uh, Brock Bowers, UGA zone, won the Mackey Award. He should have won it last year. Uh, but Notre Dame fans, shout out for. Michael Mayer, not as good as Brock Bowers. Yep. Shout out there. Uh, trying to see who else. Get scrolling through Twitter here at this point, guys. Uh, UNC's Tylee Kraft won the Disney Spirit Award, which is, I believe, the comeback player of the year because eight months after nearly losing his life to lung cancer, he was awarded the award. Good for him. Bijan Robinson won the Doak Walker Award. Yes, he Max, did. Max Duggan, Davy O'Brien Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the one that little... Will Anderson, the Chuck Ben Bendenerick Defensive Player of the Year Award. Mm-hmm. He could get into a little gray area there. I, he, didn't, he wasn't as dominant as he was last year. That was for sure. And again, you could look at, you could look at stats, or you could look at the big games. Texas, Ole Miss... Tennessee, LSU, where the hell was he? Yeah. We, not even a threat. Where was he? Him and Dallas Turner, where were you guys? Weren't on the field, apparently, because you were getting crushed. Yeah. Um, so you could have easily made an argument for people like Jalen Carter, although missing some games hurt him because um, he was banged up earlier in the year. But, hey, my God, if you gave it out now. Woo! Um. Trying to think of anybody else. You know, who are the big time only, defensive players? Only names I really heard was Harold Perkins. Harold Perkins, although he but he really didn't get great this year till near the end of the season. So yeah, his um, numbers are really far behind a lot of guys. They could be a little skewed too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other guys, but I just can't remember off the top of my head. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of too many other guys. But those were the ones that I immediately saw when people uh-huh. were posting about it that like snubs and stuff. But I really think. It's not that Will Anderson had a bad year. I I just it just this him winning the award really feels like because it, it's voted on by the Associated Press guys for the most part. Yeah. It really does feel like they just wanted to validate their preseason picks. Yeah. Like with that, with you know, because I I really don't think Will Anderson deserved it this year. Well, you remember when Will Anderson in the preseason was being talked at like as a Heisman potential Heisman winner? He was going to be the first one since Desmond Howard. He was getting. I don't or Charles really... Woodson. Yeah, it was Charles Woodson. Yeah, you're right. But I really never understood the hype to begin with because he was great, but, like, slow down. It's yeah. like, nobody, no, because, like, even even that year Chase Young went to New York, and I didn't really feel like he ever had a chance. Mm-mm. Um, move on. Uh, Caleb Williams also won AP Player of the Year, becoming the first USC winner since 2005. Reggie Bush. I'm trying to see anybody else. 
Nothing. The Joe Moore has still yet to be determined. Uh, that's the off to offensive line because the fan finalists are Michigan and Georgia. So that was kind of cool. That's why I was trying to figure out maybe who was going to win that. Um. Yeah. Uh, so uh, those are all the awards. If we see any more updates, we'll let you know. But uh, we'll move on to what has been sweeping the nation or in the college football world. As of Monday, the transfer portal opened up Monday, and boy, oh boy, what a nope. day it was. Um, if, you know, you think, I keep seeing this picture, this meme, where it's like, you're th it's like third string quarterback, and he's like, man, I'm going to go somewhere else. It was like, line starts here, and there's just like, yeah, like thousand. a thousand. So over a thousand people. Uh, or went into entered the transfer portal on Monday alone. Monday alone, mm -hmm. and that included names like Dante Thorson, or I believe that's the wide receiver from Oregon. Uh, Jaheim Bell, I believe, is the running back from South Carolina or tight end. Yep. They played him at running back a couple times. He's he's been crystal ball to Florida State though. He's good. Yeah. Um, DJ Uyangale, Devin O'Leary, um, just some of the notable names. Uh, Graham Mertz just went to just got committed to Kentucky. Kay mm -hmm. McNamara went to I, I went to Iowa. Um, trying to think of some other big guys that I've seen. There's Ra, uh, Ra Thomas. who's a right here from Mississippi State. One of Mississippi State's other top running backs just entered it, and he had a corny little message to Mike Leach that not was not well received on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> um, saying pretty much like. You know, and shout out Mike Leach, who said I wasn't good enough, so he won't be he I, he won't or I won't be his problem anymore, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, oh, I know I saw I saw I can quote that to you right now. He said, uh, Mike Leach said I am not tough. Yeah. Therefore, I will not be playing in South Carolina next year. Or Mississippi State. Or Mississippi State. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Need to look it up here. Some top like. Uh, but. Uh, here, actually, if you want to type that in or look that up, just look up like top like top yep. players to enter the portal as of the moment. Uh, but some but big names that are staying as of right now, and we just don't know yet some of these bigger teams. But like Drake May, who was a big name to be, um, there was a lot of people that thought possibly he could test the waters with the portal. Um, it's so weird thinking it's called the portal, um, but. He is staying. He came out the tweet last night or two nights ago, saying like I'm a Tar Heel for life or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so he's staying, which is a big thing for North Carolina. Um. Uh, also, some other names to be worried about: Jaden Daniels. Oh, JT Daniels. Yeah. I saw a funny tweet the other day or yesterday. It was like uh, the transfer portal. It was like a Twitter account called like the transfer portal, and it was like, ah, and we welcome back our our one our transfer portalites, and like JT Daniels, we welcome you back to the club, and yeah. something like that. JT Daniels will be entering the portal for his third time. Yep. Keaton's fourth team. Keaton, at this point, he needs to bounce around. So I saw another tweet. It was like, he he needs to let's see. So he's been to the Pac-12, the Big 12. SEC, so he needs two. He has two, at least two more years of eligibility. So we need the ACC mm -hmm. and the Big Ten. 
Yeah. Hey, Wisconsin needs a quarterback now. Let's, here we go. Let's get it things rolling here. But well, NC State's going to need a quarterback. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so I, I got the list put up right now. We can start at the top if you want. I was just going to say a couple names to keep in mind also we haven't heard yet. Jaden Daniels possibly. Yeah. Look for him possibly to leave because Garrett Neuheis, Garrett Neuheis, Neumeyer. I can't say any names right now. I, I apologize if you end up stumbling <laughs> on this and want to watch it. Apologize. <laughs> The quarterback, LSU's backup who came in in the SEC title game, has a cannon, and he's only a freshman. Yeah. So look for that. Um, Cade Klubnick, obviously, so we saw Uyunglele leave. Um, look for a lot of Bama players also left. Mm-hmm. A lot of A&M players, too. Georgia only has one player that's left so far, and he was like a third-string offensive lineman, defensive lineman. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but like we don't, we haven't heard a lot of players from, like, these playoff teams yet that have wanted maybe leave, so we'll see after when the uh, season ends. But uh, yeah, but you so, want to name off rattle yeah. off a couple of key names. So before I do that, I want to give a little heads up to some people who don't know is at not every player who's entering the portal is going to leave their school because of the new NIL age. I was reading into it, checking out. There's a lot of guys who are really just going into the transfer portal trying to get a better deal with the school they have with their NIL money, and then coming back. You're almost trying to get like a an offer somewhere to almost yeah. try to like get it price matched. Exactly. They're more or less just shopping around to see if they can bring You're trying to blackball, or not yeah. blackball, you're trying to kind of grab your school by the throat and be like, hey, or I'm kind gone of pull them up this. here. Yeah. Listen, yeah, you're kind of, you're giving them an ultimatum, pretty much. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, listen, Make an example that Elliot Walker, who I just made up, unless yeah. there's an actually Elliot Walker, then what's up, my man? Uh, <laughs> Ghost is plays. He's a second. He's a second string running back at. I don't know. I'm gonna make up school or say a school like we'll say this is all hypotheticals like uh, Kansas State. Yeah. But I'm not playing. But. Coach Kleiman ain't putting me in. So I'm going to enter the portal. And hey, would you look at that? Uh, let's say Maryland is offering me such and such. Mm-hmm. Give me one second. Turn around. Hey, Coach. Maryland's offering me blank. Can you match? Can you get me something good like that? Because this is free agency now. I mean, this yeah. is this is wild. This puts high school recruiting. This is ahead now of high school recruiting, because now you can get players that are experienced, have play or have just playing experience is the biggest thing. Like know what to do. They don't have to worry about kind of like working them in. Like they, you just give them the playbook, get them to know like the overall environment. Like, but they they know what to do. Whereas like in high school kids, you got to bring them in, you know, show them the ways of the land, then yeah. kind of work them in. Like, this thing is big. It's just, it is free agency at its finest, and we're not even out of the college football season yet. Wild. But, yeah, why don't you name off a couple kids? Okay, I'll start at the top. So, the number one ranked uh, Virginia guy. Virginia. Nope, he actually just got passed by an A&M recruit, cornerback uh, Devin Harris, who was a five-star out of high school with immediate eligibility, is in the portal. It doesn't look like there's been any... Uh, crystal balls or anywhere where they think he could possibly be heading, but he just ans- entered the transfer portal. So I think he'll have th- 
four years of eligibility, actually. I know yeah. I saw something on Google. Uh, Georgia, I know, had just offered two receivers, one from Mississippi State, and then Toledo's, like, top receiver, and, like, he leads, has, like, break, has, like, two records, NCAA records. Like, he's transferring. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a big guy, so they've offered them. Because, like, Georgia only goes in the transfer portal if they need to. Yeah. All right, uh, Nate, what else? Who else? Um, obviously, you said the guy out of Virginia, but then the bigger names are going to be Devin Leary out of NC State, who, I mean, with his injury and everything, if he can come to whatever school that needs a quarterback, he could be a fantastic option right now. Oh, like, he'll get you nine wins, nine, ten wins. Yeah, he's that's a good pickup. I mean, obviously, DJ uh, Ungahale. Louis Ungahale. Okay, okay. He's in there, but from what I've been seeing online, because he is most likely going to be a package deal with his brother, it's really down to Oregon, USC, and Ohio State. I don't think he starts at any of those schools, so he'll probably end up being a backup. So. Well, he only has, what, one year of eligibility left? Yeah, he's got a single year of eligibility, so... I mean, technically, I think he probably might be able to start at Oregon. But, I mean, they have Ty Thompson there, though, waiting already. Yeah. He but... was supposed to start this year, then Bo Nix came in. Yeah, he could wait another year. Well, then he's going <laughs> to hop in the transfer yeah. portal. Because, hey, hey, Don, or Dan, hey, I'm going to go see what Clemson's giving me. Yeah. Oh, they're giving me link? Dan, can you match oh, that? Not Clemson, though. Clemson doesn't take transfers. That's right. Dabo, that's like a sin. For him. Yeah. That's one of the ten, ten commandments. Don't, thou shalt not touch the portal. Yeah. So then there's uh, Hudson Card is in the portal. He's the backup for Texas, Texas this year. Was really a starter good. though. I was he was a starter last year, and really solid quarterback actually. He's got a good arm, not fantastic, but he's got a good I, arm. He, can, he needs he's to got be a in a. Player. If he can find a good fit, he will. I think he'll if he can stay healthy. He does get banged up a little bit more often, yeah. more than he wants. But if he can find a good fit, I think he might be another useful, solid, solid quarterback. I say I haven't heard too much about him yet. I think off the top of my head, but and then you have everybody wants to commit to Colorado, so <laughs> that too. Um, yeah, if you don't know Dion's bringing his own luggage, and it's it's uh it's Louie, so. But listen, we can get into a conversation about that in a second if you want, but I have no problem with it. I mean, what I'll say is I don't have a problem with him doing that. I don't I don't really like him straight up just telling all the kids at the school, hey, I know you came here. I know you worked hard to come to this school. This may have been your dream school, but get out. You ain't playing, buddy. I'm bringing my own guys in. This, now, to be fair, the open that was competition kind of part. No, so that was taken out of con context, though. Mm -hmm. So what he really was saying was, listen here. Well, first before I start, if you are 1-11, I don't care who, what kind of coach comes in. They should have every right to do what they want to do. You guys stink. You guys stink. <laughs> I mean, if, let him bring in his own luggage. I don't care if it's Louie, if it's Old Navy, or if it's Under Armour. Let him bring it in, because guess what? It might be better than what kind of crap you guys are serving. These are 1 in 11, okay? Something's got to change. They're adults, okay? I didn't know we were 
these are these are adults we're talking about. These are nineteen and twenty two year olds. Yeah. And he wasn't and he I know and it sounded like and of course he's gonna be bringing players. Travis Hunter is expected to who was the might want to close your ears, Dylan. No, no, but yeah, he he's expected to enter the portal so that he can go to Colorado. Shiloh Sanders, who was the quarterback at D or Jackson State, who's Dion's son, one of his sons. Shadur, Shadur is the quarterback. Shiloh is the cornerback. Shiloh is the safety who's staying at Jackson State. Yep. Shadur is the quarterback who's supposedly supposed to start. Uh, he's but they, the Dion said he's got to actually earn that. But he's going to be transferring in. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, if you stake, let him bring him in. Because guess what? You you're gonna get Dion knows how to do this plays this game. He knows yep. how to play this game. And that I mean, he has two college sons that both play football. Okay? He knows this game. Okay. He knows how to connect to a player, how to get them, how to go connect to the parents, most importantly, to bring them in. And then let alone I mean, I saw the first day he got a IMG Academy like four, five star or four star, like receiver or cornerback, mm-hmm. who was getting offered from Ohio State, Miami, Texas A&M, Bama, chose Colorado. Mm-hmm. He didn't go there because Ralphie was running around the field. No, he went there because Dion's there, and Dion, and let's not Dion is going to have a loaded cast. By the way, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Coach Prime. It's prime time. Now, he did say, back to the context, though, I believe he did go into saying, like, listen, I'm just saying that, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, I'm saying yeah. you're, the transfer portal is open if you guys are open. I have no issue with it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to stay here, you better you better find some, but you better dig deep and if, because you gotta, you're going to have to earn it. Because I'm bringing guys in who are also hungry and are going to have a slight edge. So if you guys want to have a shot at competing with it, you guys got got to earn it. I think that's really what he was kind of going into saying. I mean, but it kind of got blown out of context a little bit because of how he says it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But listen, I think he is – watch out because UCLA and USC are leaving. Who's to say Colorado might not just start running the Pac-12, Pac-10? Although I think think – they're going to get uh, San Diego State. Well, UNLV might be another one because yeah. Barry Odom just went and took that job. Yeah, so San Diego State, UNLV, possibly. They might even add four teams just so they can, you know, as much money as possible when they renegotiate for television. You add Nevada and maybe Boise State or Wyoming or something. Well, then you start breaking up the Mountain West, though. Yeah, they don't care. I mean, though. if you're going to go in the Mountain West, why would you, I would rather have, like, Fresno State than Nevada. No, but I don't know if for money, though. Nevada, yeah. it's, you had UNLV and Nevada because then you can force a rivalry there. They can't let Ohio, they can't let Oregon leave, though, to go to the Big Ten. No, they can't. They won't. They will not. They, they can't. They, they got them locked up longer than they had USC and UCLA locked up because of the Phil Knight money. Oh, yeah. Um, are there any other key names in the portal? In the portal, there's a couple of funny ones I was looking through because you got Haynes King out of A&M's in there. Stinks. Thanks. Get him out. He's going to go to some school and ball out. Uh, Jeff Sims at Georgia Tech. Georgia he is Tech, also yeah. a former Florida State commit, but not like he's done much since. Um, bunch of Miami guys. A lot of A&M and Bama guys. Yep. 
So there's not that as much as you would think. There's just a but lot I of tell strange... You, yeah, Keen Slavis is in there. Keen Slavis. I tell you what, though, we talked about Dion. You know who else is going to have a time of his life in here? This is like Thanksgiving dinner. For our man, the lane train, down in Ole Miss. Yeah. They had 17 transfers last year. I think somewhere around there. They had double-digit transfers, like, yeah, out of the teens. You don't think he's going to just... Just go in and just pick up whoever he wants. There's a because lot now, of good players, too. Because now you could do what USC does, and this is might be the recipe for Colorado with NIL and transfer portal being such a crazy thing now. You don't have to rebuild anymore. Yeah, you you can get a one-year one team, a two-year team. Okay? Like, you, don't have, you can go out and fix all your problems overnight. No, it's... A, the it's the way that football this this uh, college football like just has changed like from just a couple of years ago like you would have to kind of like work your way through the system, earn your spot. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not happy, see ya. See ya. That's why I don't think Bama's teams are gonna be as dominant because, I mean, you see it now. I mean, I think they're up to like thirteen or fourteen guys. Like, they don't. You're not playing. These kids want to play. Mm-hmm. Why would they want to sit around? And I think that's cool. Like, Florida State, I haven't heard a lot of people leave yet. Georgia hasn't had anybody, like, of significance. Yeah. And I think it's kudos. Like, I mean, we had 14 guys leave last year, but, like, none of them were really anybody. I think it was, like, like two guys that were, like, important. But, like, like we were able, both by both our teams, and we're not just the only two teams, like, other teams too. Like, yeah. if you're able to establish a good culture – you want to get to the point where, like, these kids, why would they want to leave you? Like, do you mm -hmm. want them to embrace that journey? Now I get Now if you're in a certain spot where, like, you're just not, you've been there, you're not getting anything, that's one thing. But um, that's why I always get a little worried, like, with teams that go out and they recruit, like, all these, like, top-ton, like, quarterbacks and linebackers and cornerbacks. They have so much depth. It's like these guys aren't going to play at all, though. They're not going to stay. That's like, Georgia thing. just got another big quarterback. But, like, we already have Carson Beck, who's on deck. Car Brock Vandergriff is in the hole. Mm -hmm. If he wants to play, I'm shocked. I've heard he's been playing well, though, like, on the scout team. Yeah. He's I would have been surprised if he entered the portal, though. I Maybe. because, But apparently like, he's playing against – he's playing scout team against the the number ones. Mm -hmm. And he's he was lighting them up. So, yeah. who's to say? Um, but Carson Beck's definitely going to start next year for us. But like, but even him, like he's a five star. Like, mm -hmm. he's been he he came in last year. He was like he came in actually as the backup, and then Bennett was third string, and then he out. Then Bennett beat him out. But hey, I mean at that point you could have been like, oh my god, I'm not going to play, you know, because Daniels is there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That could have been yeah. a spot. But he stayed, and now look at that. Now he's in line to start next. Again, it could have been this year. Bennett was supposed to be leave. He's back. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to take my talent somewhere. My sophomore year said he's going to be in line to start. I think he'll have th at least two years because he's redshirted. But I think that's key, though. Okay, I think Norvell's starting to establish that, too. Yeah. It, it's, it's taken a while for Norvell just because when he inherited that Willie Taggart uh, team. Nonsense. Yeah, I it's because you had you had the kids from the previous 
coaching staff finishing up yeah. there with Jimbo Fisher. And as you can tell from Texas A&M right now, the way Fisher recruits is not a what fits our roster, but a what's their ranking on 24-7 sports. That's how he likes to recruit. That's how he's That's always the box score watchers right there. If you if you watch if you watch how he recruits too and how his teams is he always struggles with offensive line because he never recruits offensive line help. So that's why offense is archaic. There. Yeah, that's that's exactly why. It's like they they run a bad system. Anyways, so you had all these guys who came in for Jimbo. Jimbo leaves. They don't want to be there, but it was really before the portal was as accessible as it is now so it was it was like a total mess because you had the Willie Taggart kids who Taggart just did nothing he didn't recruit well he didn't coach well weren't doing anything yeah. and then you had then you had all those kids from there so he had to not only dismiss a ton of guys out of there but then he had to bring all these guys in with the portal. While he's doing that, he was trying to desperately recruit, but he was getting hit with some bad, just bad news, bad news, bad news. Some guys on the coaching staff who needed to leave because they could mm -hmm. not recruit well. Speaking about Coach Dillingham, guy could not recruit. I don't understand why. Hopefully he succeeds at Arizona State, but he could not recruit at Florida State. Mm -hmm. So that's that's uh, been the biggest thing with them. Yeah, so trying to, I was trying to see if there's any more awards, award announcements here. Uh, nothing I see of right now. Um, I think we will. Uh, Georgia just landed Jaden Perlot today. Mm -hmm. It's a five-star linebacker, so check that one off the list. You know, it just feels so good to be great. You know, um, I'm sure he'll start one day, and I will. I won't know his name at the yard of the year, and I will know it by the end. Of the year. I do a good job as a fan. That each year it's hard on me. Yeah. You know, but I'm sure you too. You have to memorize everybody, all at least the starters. If he takes you a couple games, you know, you gotta yeah. understand. This year alone, like the D line, I always get like Stackhouse, Walt, like Walt Tower and Logue all mixed up. I don't know why. Yeah. They all like look similar. But and then there's Papa Jalen. I mean, just <laughs> rocking him to sleep, pointing it up in the air. I mean, you love bread, man. So we'll, we'll move on. Um, briefly touch up any coaching news. Um, we talked about Dion. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing to talk about Dion though is that I, I I don't love the coaching staff he's put together so far. Specifically, one move he's made. He's he did. I don't know if you saw, but he just hired his defensive coordinator. Today. Who's the Defensive assistant or something at Bama, wasn't it? Yeah, Charles Kelly. So if you didn't know, Charles Kelly was Jimbo Fisher's defensive coordinator at Florida State. Uh-oh. So what I'll say about this guy is um, he's a terrible defensive coordinator. <laughs> but I will say, kudos to Dion. He went in and stole Kent State's head coach. Yeah, I saw that. Making the OC. Yeah, that, that was crazy. You don't just go and take a, a decent a, – a, a, one of the – Top tier uh, Mac coaches and just mm -hmm. make him an OC. Like that's pretty good. So well, I mean that it's impressive. It also speaks to Colorado's financial commitment to putting. Well, they don't have the money yet. Actually, you see their AD said that. Yeah, I, they I don't have the that. money, but we're gonna get it there. 
Yeah. But the fact that they could do that to a head coach really does say, well, maybe they are seriously committed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else who... Uh, Jim Leonard, who anybody knows, was, was Wisconsin's longtime defensive coordinator. Um, and then when... Uh, what's the guy's name? When their head coach got fired, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Um, Leonard stepped in as the intern, mm-hmm. and then he was supposed to possibly just walk and maybe find a different spot because Wisconsin hired ended up hiring Fickle. Yeah. And then a couple of days ago, you saw Leonard was going to stay on Fickle's staff as the DC, which I thought was going to be huge. Um, and then all of a sudden, I just saw recently as well, like Leonard's now gone. So. Um, that's that. So now they have to find somebody. Um, Scott Satterfield just left Louisville to take the Cincinnati job. So I guess been here in Louisville fans. Christmas came early. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think who else. And then Jeff Brom, Purdue's head coach, just took the Louisville job. Yep. He had been considered a candidate before because of his ties with Louisville. I have a buddy who's a Purdue fan, so I, I of course, I talked trash to him. But um, he uh, was not too pleased because he liked Brom. I wasn't surprised at the move, though. I think that actually the move really does speak well for the ACC, though. It does. Like in general. For Louisville, they had a good class coming in, and now they got a bunch of guys decommitting. Like, mm-hmm. these are top, like, top, like, four stars, and then, like, two five stars. Yeah. Like, they were – so a solid class was coming in, and then all of a sudden they're all decommitting. Um I will say, though, at the same time, I, Satterfield was probably going to be fired next season because he yeah. had not done anything at Louisville at all. No. Like, he was a 7-6 and six merchant. He kind of, not destroyed, he kind of, ta- like, he buried Malik Cunningham a little bit. Yeah. Because Malik Cunningham had, he has a bunch of potential. But I don't think we ever really saw, saw it all. No. I don't know if it was maybe him. It could just been him, but, like, I mean, I don't know if it was just the play calling or just the, the environment, the scheming, but, like, we just never saw it. So, um, trying to think of anybody else in the coaching world. Um, oh, um, Ohio State's quarterback coach. Or, and then their like assistant OC or someone is going to take a job somewhere. I forget where. No, NC State just hired uh, Syracuse's offensive coordinator. Okay. Um, but again, that'll be again. That's something we're gonna end up. We'll keep posted. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be more active. Although I will say, this is probably the most it's gonna be active because you have to if you're gonna. You gotta hire somebody early if you want like these early signing periods, transfer portal. Like, they gotta be able to make a staff together. Um, you gotta move like, really quickly. In the so same. honestly, this might be like the biggest, the biggest stuff that's gonna happen because, I mean, you know, what do you guys? I don't, I don't know because what are you gonna? Do? Although, although I will say this kind of ties to the transfer portal. Braylon Allen, who's Wisconsin star running back, made a comment a couple weeks ago saying how. You know, he was not – he wouldn't be – he was probably going to – he came out, I think, and said something about, like, 
he was he would be willing to transfer if Jim Leonard wasn't like rehired or put up for the head coaching spot. Mm-hmm. And then he got obviously, and then it kind of ties back to Leonard staying, and then all of a sudden now he's gone. Will Braylon Allen now enter the transfer portal? So I guess we'll see there. Um, I think that's all we have so far. Yeah, that, uh, I think that's it for the moment. But and then we'll yeah. do a little segment now here before we to wrap things up. Uh, we'll do a little bowl game edition. We're just gonna rattle off three. Three bowl games that we like, just briefly. And uh, maybe like a little like teaser, like why we like it. I'll yeah. let you start. I'm going to start with... Uh, it, New Year's Six, non-playoff, and any other games. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with my biased take, uh, Florida State versus Oklahoma. Obviously, the only reason I really care about this game is Florida State's finally returning to a bowl game for the first time in... Uh, since 2019 was the last time we went to a bowl game, and first time since 2016 a good bowl game. But a obviously the only reason I'm really excited for this is because the Knowles are finally playing a bowl game. But I'm just excited to watch this team play again. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but we've put more effort into our NIL uh, group. We have a second uh, NIL collective called The Battle's End. We just, that's the reason Jordan Travis is returning, Trey Benson's returning, Robert Scott's returning. We're trying to keep a lot of the guys who probably could have been drafted to stay for an extra season. I think Travis would have stayed another year. Uh, uh, it was – the only thing was oh, that – Off topic. Sorry, I'll, I just remembered. There you go. Spencer, Spencer Sanders. Yeah, he's in the portal. portal. Oklahoma State quarterback. A little surprised he did that because I think he was entered his senior year anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, Continue. Just wants to wear different uniforms, but <laughs> yeah, tired of the orange. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that game. But I'm just excited to watch the Knowles play. Moving on to my second most excited one, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. This game, I don't really think the game's gonna be all that great. However, the uniform combo could be one for the ages. Uh, USC versus Tulane. Oh, that's another one I was thinking about. Yeah, no, I mean. The game itself, I don't think, is going to be anything crazy just because USC won't have Caleb Williams. They probably won't have Jordan Addison. And who knows? No, no, anybody. Yeah, they're not going to really have anybody playing, so I think Tulane's going to win it. I but think. I they, No, I'm just going to say, I, I saw that line. Mm-hmm. It's not even big. No. I, it's, um. I have the line pull up. USC's only a one and a half point favorite right now. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna, it, Tulane's going to end up being favored when it actually comes to the game. Because USC is going to have so many guys opting out. I'll take it right now. Yeah. But I, if both teams wear their home uniforms for that game, oh my gosh. That would be that be so good to watch. Tulane has some nice unis. Yeah. And USC's colors do really do pop. Like the way they look. Mm-hmm. I do think they pop well. And I think those two uniforms against each other, like, man, that'd be awesome. Hopefully they don't wear white. That's my only cry. Mm. One of them will. I I hope not, just because I hope. Same thing with how USC when UCLA and USC played, um, they both wear their home uniforms. So it was blue versus red, which looked fantastic on TV. But usually they don't do that for bowl games. I think they should. That's just me being should my opinion. I just it's for the fans. Listen, I I yeah. I hundred percent agree. Yeah, that's how I, I think. In my opinion, it's for the fans. Let the let the fans have something to look out for the end of the year. But 
And then the last one, I <laughs> it is going to be Iowa versus Kentucky. Oh God, it's it's going to be a nightmare. You know, Will Levis is not playing, and uh, I correct me if I'm wrong. Iowa is going to be starting their third string quarterback because uh, Petras isn't playing, and then the backup transferred. Dude, so <laughs> it's gonna whatever the under is, hit it. It's I think it's like it's gonna be like the under is gonna be thirty. You still want to take the under, or the the line's gonna be thirty. Take the under still. So right now, um, hey, you can get tickets as slow as eighteen bucks for the end. Yeah. Uh, Iowa is currently a two-point favorite. The over/under, take a guess. Don't look at it. Take a guess. Thirty-three. Thirty-one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty-one and a half. Take that um, under. <laughs> it's gonna be like a nine-six game. <laughs> oh, that's that's too many. Minute. It's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a three-nothing game. There's gonna be a safety in there, man. There's gonna three, be a three-two. <laughs> three-two. Yeah. Kentucky's gonna squeak one out. With a game-winning field goal, not lose two nothing. Fans are gonna rush the field. <laughs> they're going crazy in Nashville. They're gonna do. They're gonna do what Vanderbilt did, <laughs> and just have like an escorted. <laughs> we slowly brought onto the field. <laughs> right. Oh man, that would be fantastic. I would love to see that. I would be. I'm so excited for the Music City Bowl. This is actually, oh no, Kentucky was in, uh, was Kentucky there last year too? I think they may have, Are we, were they in the, um, I thought they had a good year last year. They did, but I think they, or were they in the Outback Bowl? I think they were in the Outback, because it's now called the, um, Romantic. Oh, no. the real request or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. Very good. Um, yeah, the real request. Mississippi State, Illinois. All right. So, your three? Yeah. Okay. Mine are. I'll start. <clears throat> so, I will um, say. I'd say this is where I thought you were going for uniforms. The Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. Feed me. I need both teams wearing all orange. If I don't get that, we should riot. We should be allowed to because that is an abomination. Clemson's going to come out and screw around and wear purple, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, this is what's going to happen, right? They're going to wear purple. Dabo would do that, wouldn't he? See what he said. <laughs> said you're going to need enough... To score 35, <laughs> it won't be enough for them Tigers. <laughs> oh my god, Dabo. <laughs> Dabo. Anyway, uh, although I will say, I was thinking about that game. We have to see how, um, is it, what's their quarterback? Is it Garretano? No, it's not Garretano, is it? Who? For Tennessee. Is it not Milton? Oh, it is Milton. I was thinking yeah. Garretano. He was their old guy. Yeah. No, yeah. I will be interested in Milton um, and how Tennessee's defense plays against Cade Klubnik, who is a lot better than. Um, you know, I'll, I'll come out and say he's a baller. 
Yeah, young he's ball, good. Young one. Young one, but he's, he's still ball. He's good. I mean, I mean, he and North Carolina's defense isn't anything special either, but he torched them. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Tennessee's pass defense plays. Uh, I think Clemson's like a seven and a half point favorite, so um, mm. we'll see. I think that's going to be a high scoring affair. I agree with that. Recently, ten- Clemson's defense has not been well at all, so I think that's going to be a that'll be a Clem- fun one. Clemson's defense did play well against UNC, but outside of that, they haven't been great this season. Yeah. So um, my next game. I do want to say something before you go any further. The Kentucky played in the Verbo Citrus Bowl last year against Iowa. Oh, so that's what it was. They played each other. Kentucky. Won. <laughs> there you go. Petrus had three interceptions. Yeah, Petrus stinks, and he'll he'll be the backup next year too. I'm just kidding. Um, all right, next game is uh, Duke and uh, you. Or not Duke. Excuse me. Uh, North Carolina and Oregon, excuse me. Ooh. They're in the Credit Union Holiday Bowl that'll be on Fox. That's Fox's bowl game. Uh, first of all, just an interesting matchup. The color game's going to be on point as well. And you get to see some solid quarterbacks, Drake May and uh, Bo Nix, assuming that they are healthy and playing. I think Drake May will be playing, but I don't think Bo Nix will. He might. Might not. Mm-hmm. All right. Regardless, it's going to be a fun one. Um, can or- Oregon has a sh- both teams have a shot to get the ten wins? Who, if Dan Lanning does that, that's one heck of a first year as well. Um, especially after what had happened at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you lose by forty six. Season's down the drains most years. Right especially there. if you're a first time head coach ever, first time coaching ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was kudos to him for being able to turn the ship around. I mean, they were in the playoff hunt for a while, and then they crapped their pen yeah. again. Um, but kudos to him, and kudos to Mac Brown again. Let's see if they – North Carolina, they were – I think they were – they, weren't they like 8-2 and two or 8-1? and one? They were 9-1. Mm-hmm. and one. And they just have yeah. really been struggling late. So we'll see. I think, that, yeah, they've lost their last three because they were 9-1. <laughs> Man, that's – so. That'll be interesting, but okay, that's an interesting matchup there. Mm-hmm. And then my last one, I was going back and forth with it, but I will say I think I'm gonna roll with um, either well Notre Dame South Carolina is a a sneaky solid one. Two ranked teams, um, South Carolina who played eliminator at the end of the game. End of the year. Let's see if they can keep it rolling against Notre Dame, who lost, who doesn't have their starting quarterback anymore. Yep. Um, so we'll see how they bounce back. I think Notre Dame. Notre Dame's favorite right now. I think South Carolina's going to win that game. It's the Weezy Clemson Bowl. Yeah, who's your daddy bowl? So I've been hearing a lot of them saying. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think South Carolina can win that game because I think Spencer Rattler has just he's found the switch yep. finally. They've been waiting all year for it. And he has found the switch, and I know he still had a really bad turnover, two bad turnovers against Clemson, but he did good enough to win. And I know it took a couple special teams blunders, but they're ranked, and I think they're—I mean—they have a chance to go. Who would have thought? If I told you at the beginning of the year, or like let's say after the Georgia blunder against for South Carolina, they lost by forty-one. 
your team is going to finish 9-4, and four, beat Tennessee and Clemson, and, and then beat a ranked Notre Dame team. What would you say? I would say... With, did a, I tell you that your quarterback threw for like 15 touchdowns entering the Tennessee game? I would say for Shane Beamer's second season, that's a good year. That's a great that's year. A, that's a good year for. Well, I I don't know if I'd say great, just because. Well, think, depending on where they were last year, though. They, they went seven and five last year, right? Yeah, but you go nine and four, you mean it's two more games. Yeah, I. Yeah, you know what? Nine and if they do get to nine and four, I would say it's a great I mean, year. Florida if State they, went seven and five last year. Yeah. And you guys but, are gonna. There's just win ten games. But I mean, exactly though. But you're yeah. you're still. I mean, you're taking that next step forward. It just took Norvell yeah. another year. I think, and I think for Marcus Freeman, he has the same. They're both teams are eight and four. Mm-hmm. That would be another solid year for Marcus Freeman, who a lot of people were questioning, like, "Hey, am I or is he really this guy the right guy for the job?" I mean, they were one and two. They just lost to Marshall, and they about lost to Cal. If I mean, like, God forbid, the Hail Mary didn't hit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Um. I mean, yeah, because they were zero and two, and then they that Hail Mary, but they got the win, so they were able to rebound. And so that'll be a good game. I know we'll talk about it later, but I just thought, why not just bring it up real quick? Oh, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, I got the you. The Alabama-Kansas State game, sneaky one. Bama's still a three-and-a-half one favor. That line was at five-and-a-half and opened that. I would think about taking Kansas State while there's still yeah. points because Bama's not going to have a lot of players. I, I mean, I don't know. Has Bryce Young opted out yet? Because I think he will eventually. He will. I would not imagine why he would play in this game. Yeah. I don't know why Will Anderson would play in this game. I don't know why anybody that has first-round significance would play in this game. I think Deuce Vaughn and Will Howard have just – Will Howard, they have found something in him, and he's going to be around next year. And, man, he does – he just gets this team a spark. And I think they're playing with house money right now. I mean, Chris Kleiman has a chance to go 11-3 and at Kansas State and beat Bama. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Bama's Bama. I think that's gonna be a good game. That's a. It's so weird though because the Sugar Bowl. It's a noon kickoff. When was the last time a Sugar Bowl was a noon kickoff? Uh, what was it? No, that was. I can't think of it because I was thinking of a Peach Bowl game. That's it. That's only the thing I Peach Bowl games are always like the early kick. But like the yeah. Sugar Bowl, like like I know when Georgia plays in them a bunch when we don't make the playoff. Like it's always like the eight o'clock game, like on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Like I always gotta wait around all day, but like. That's weird. Like new, what were like New Orleans New Year? It's to be fair, it's on January. Or it's on no, it's New Year's Eve. That's weird though. Oh well, well, I guess because they got the playoff games that night. Yeah, I. But at yeah. the same time, it's like you could at least get the four o'clock window. That's the uh, Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, you put it at the same time. So, because what they usually do is they put the Peach Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, that leads into the playoff. They just this year it's this the Sugar Bowl, but but hey, that's a that'll be an interesting one. We'll talk. We'll have a big full down bowl preview breakdown. We'll just talk about bowl games. Yeah. So, um. But I got nothing else. Um. Just ready for see who wins the Heisman, Army Navy. Who do you like? I like Army. Same. Same. I like Army. I, I got, Army. I got a... Army's. I think Army's won like four of the last six. Yeah, I got a boy at West Point too, so I can't I can't let him down. Exactly. Hey, tell them to get the boys ready. Uh, future soldier. Right? Future soldier. 
Well, um, featured featured like Colonel in the army. That dude's oh, genius. Right? Uh, uh, um, but <laughs> right, I got uh, uh, yeah. Let's 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 brew for army. Um, let's go black. But knights. yeah, black knights. I mean, it's better than a sheep, right? The yeah. Shipment. Yeah, the sheep. Yeah. Okay. Intimidating. You'll stand over with the Syracuse orange, please. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. Um, there's nothing really else coming on this week, college football wise. Just keep an eye on the portal. Just keep an eye on the coaching. And we should have a. What do you want to do our next show? Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday night's going to be easiest. I don't know how it is for you. I know you're going to the football game, but. No, that's next weekend. Next that's week. Never mind. We're perfect then. We should be perfect yeah. for it. I'll be good to go. So, we could do a little bit of bowl. Yeah, we talk about post Heisman, what, what our thoughts are on the winner and, and then, the we'll voting just, itself. And then, and get then we'll just go off. Yeah, because our first bowl game is December 16th. That's, so next Friday is Miami, yeah, exactly. Ohio, and UAB. That's the Bahamas Bowl and then the Cure Bowl. By the way, that's just another sneaky one, which we didn't talk about. UTSA and Troy, two teams that easily could have had a shot, a, a say in being the like New Year's Six like group of five team. Yeah. That's a good. That's a sneaky good one. I mean, I'll be definitely taking in. Troy's a one-point favorite right now. Troy's good, I will say. They ran right through Coastal Carolina and James Madison. Yeah. And they, you know, it took an App State Hail Mary, too. Think about it, you know, so. I mean, that's hey. a good year. I mean, I don't care. Listen, Troy's Troy, so. Anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> Trojans. Right? Trojans, that's right. Um, I still won't forget when they played Clemson and a couple years ago and they got screwed by the refs the entire game. They, they remember Clemson fumbled the ball at the one-yard line. Troy picked it up, returned it all the way for a touchdown, and it got called back because apparently the whistle was bled then. And you couldn't even hear it. So, won't well, always for Troy. We fight for Troy, whatever their thing is. I don't know. Hey, they're like the other Trojans. That's all. Like uh, Scott Satterfield gets to play in the in the Scott Satterfield Bowl, the Wasabi Bowl uh, at Fenway Park, Cincinnati, Louisville. They're on the same side. The sidelines are all on the same side. Mm-hmm. So, which side Scott Satterfield's on? Oh, like he ain't showing up. He ain't showing up. <laughs> oh, he ain't showing up. Well, that was like the Mississippi State AD who took the Auburn AD a yeah. week before they were supposed to play each other. Mm-hmm. So it was like, that, which side is he gonna do? That's not as bad as like a head coach, because eh. athletic director is a little bit more disconnected. But like, you know, it's, it's not True. like coaches been hanging out with all those players, getting those kids to come to that school, and he's like, oh, I'm over here. It's it's <laughs> he's just like in the middle, just uh, wearing like a gray shirt. Yeah, he's uh, he'll do the uh, opening, uh, the the coin flip. What a name, though. Wasabi Fenway Bowl. It's the ugliest, like, game to have a stadium. Or a they stadium still do the Pinstripe Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, it's in Yankee Stadium. Aaron Judge signed. Nice. I saw that. Way too hey, much money. Have to hate it for the if, if you're a Rays fan. No, because the thing is with Judge is he's 30, and they signed him for, what, eight years? Nine years, $40 million a year. Yeah, he's going to so... make more a year than the Pirates' entire payroll. Exactly, and the Rays are finally spending money, so it doesn't really bother me too much. Yeah. All right. Well, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? Nope. Just excited to go to work tonight. 
Wonderful. Hey, I love that grind. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, like so, like we said in the beginning, it all takes is a tap. Subscribe, mm-hmm. like, view the channel, hit us up on Spotify. It really means a lot. Just hit that follow button on Spotify. But mostly, let's get you on, let's get you to YouTube. You know, and just hit that subscribe button. It doesn't take a lot. You know, tell them, Dylan. You know, it doesn't take a it's- lot. It, it takes five seconds. I just, I just had a conversation. I just asked. Not somebody, even. Hey, could you please? Do, you don't have to like. You don't have to love the show or anything. Just give us a follow. Just exactly. hang out with us. Bam. That easy. That simple. Boom. This is gonna be the exactly. thumbnail. This is gonna be. This is actually gonna be the thumbnail. So we're just gonna actually, yeah. just like right here. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, wait. Oh <laughs> man, this is. We have so much fun, don't we? Oh, um, way too much. Right. I think we're just all hallucinating right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yes, that live, that show, sub- live show is going to be crazy, right? Hit that <laughs> subscribe button. It really means a lot. We'll be back Sunday. Um, this is the Knowles and Dogs podcast signing off. Have a good night, guys. Have a great night, guys.